0: Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another edition of another Dolphins Podcast. I don't know how many times I'm going to start this intro the same way, but I'm doing it. It is game week. We have finally done it. We have reached the 2023 NFL season, and before we get into the Miami Dolphins naming their captains and all the other news you might have missed throughout the weekend, just a little scheduling, a few scheduling notes. I know this stuff's really exciting for you guys, but throughout the season, our goal is Sunday night, we're going to try our darnest to record a recap pod for every single Miami Dolphins game, and the second I say that, I'm going to lie, because this week, being a 4 o'clock start, we're going to actually record a recap on Monday. It just makes everyone's life a little simple, more simple, but... One o'clock starts. Our goal will always be to that night to record some sort of recap pod. And then we will continue Thursday mornings. You will see Wednesdays with Merrick in your feed. We will post our game previews. Was that Josh Thursday for Friday morning? Am I figuring this all out right? Am I I on the right track here?
0: Yeah, it sounds good to me. Sounds like you're on the right track. I think we go with Wednesday or Thursday for sure.
1: Let him go. He's on a roll, that type of thing. So, yeah, you will see throughout the year, hopefully three flagship pods throughout the week. Hopefully a recap, a preview, and then a little something-something in the middle of the week with Merrick. On top of that, we will continue to do the emergency pods as news comes out, where we'll be a lot more bite-sized. And one final note, with those flagship pods, you will see underneath them, we released two clips from each of those pods with the show, so if you don't have a lot of time, you can go check them out. Joshua, It is football season, the leaves are turning colors, and my face is beat red because Berkshire County is having an absolute heat wave this first week of football season. Outside of that, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, heat wave indeed, and now we know how everyone in South Florida feels, right? I got into the car to go to the, um, you know, to school, to the pickup line. I told you how old I am, you know, waiting in the pickup line, and my car, said it was 100 degrees outside. It eventually went down to 95, so um, maybe not quite South Florida, but dude, it has been hot as hell, so. I'm glad that football's back. Enjoyed, like we mentioned before, college football. And now we have, what, two days until the first NFL game. So season's coming fast, and I'm excited. How have you been, Jake?
1: Great, man. Great. And and just to kind of get a taste of the NFL season, I mean, we're already hearing that Travis Kelsey may not play dealing with an injury. It's it's wild how, you know, everyone likes to say it's my team, it's their team that always has the injuries. The NFL's crazy, man. The injuries are going to happen all the time, and just keep that in mind there joshua. there are
0: people there are people that drafted him uh, what with probably their first pick in fantasy football whether it's like a tight end premium league or PPR you know he got drafted pretty high and uh, that's a dagger for some of those guys hopefully he's back out there cuz he's a key piece to the chiefs uh offense
1: absolute stud great guy to see playing football on the field we had someone over at the finsider if you're looking for some more content maybe the written word we are scribes over at the finsider and joshua houts here wrote an article the other day that the Miami Dolphins announced their 2023 captains, Josh, uh, as you went through the story, what, what was the first thing that really stuck out to you there?
0: You know, as cliche as it sounds, Jake, it had to be Tua, right? I mean, for so many, uh, well, at least early on in his career with the Brian Flores there, you know, everyone was kind of making jokes. You know, he wasn't the first one there at camp, wasn't a team captain. I don't know if he was just not elected or, you know, just didn't want to be it, but wasn't a team captain throughout all the Deshaun Watson buzz. And now two years in a row Tua is wearing that captain's patch. So um, uh, a lot of these guys deserved it. A lot of these guys are getting it for a second season, but it has to mean a lot to Tua because of how he was portrayed, you know, early on in his career.
1: Tua Tunga, Veloa, Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead, Christian Wilkins, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, and Alec Ingold are your Miami Dolphins captains. I think Mike McDaniel came out and said that the team just votes on these guys and the most seven most popular captain-worthy guys get the – Get the honor, Joshua. Let me ask you this. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Out of these seven names, which one is a first-time captain? Only one of them is.
0: Um, I was gonna put Ingold, right? It's Ingold. This is his Cap. first time being a, at least the Dolphins captain. Um, last season it was Landon Roberts, so I did have cool. that in my. I did that in my article, but I did write a note down for all these uh guys that own it. So I had Tua. Uh, I put is he him question uh, mark? Wilkins, pay the man Holland Hall of Fame. That was the note nice. I put next to him. Ingold, most important player on offense? Question mark. Um, Xavier Howard. I'm gonna bleep this, but f- him season. Uh, Tyree Kill, 2K yards, and then uh Teron Armstead. Please be healthy. So that was my thoughts next to all these players. But uh, a lot of guys back for round two with Mike McDaniel's team, and um, I guess it just goes to show you how all these guys, how important they are as leaders on this team, and how important they are for Mike McDaniel's. Um, you know unit so we'll see how these guys all perform when the games start to count
1: so if we really wanted to make an issue of this and like start some sort of argument um i'd go over the fact that landon roberts was a three-time captain on defense and they replaced that with an offensive captain um, i'm ready to go full-blown josh that why isn't jalen phillips the guy that is a ca- team captain i'm gonna say that the coaching staff doesn't like him they're just doing this to call him out all that <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm just trying to do the tua stuff um but yeah, man, that was kind of the only thing that maybe if I wanted to start any sort of conversation it would be they switch from defense to offense why not do someone like Jalen Phillips who goes out there um he's a leader in the community but it's really not that huge of a deal it's about the guys in the locker room um Alec Ingle just got that contract he's been a leader since he got in here I mean I have no issue with these I don't think anyone should ever have an issue with these and I'm just very grateful my friend that we aren't sitting here talking about how Brian Flores has any type of issues making Tua a captain because god that really was just the lamest conversation to have in the entire universe
0: yeah, you did say no one should have an issue with these, but Jesse Davis was once a team captain, right? So we should definitely have issues with these things at the times. So um dude, I yeah. like
1: that. You got me.
0: Yeah, and another guy I thought maybe could you sneak in there and could potentially be a team captain, Jerome Baker. You know, maybe maybe Jalen Waddles, Robert Hunt, perhaps. But I think this list is. Um, you could see why these guys were named team captain. And again, like Mike McDaniel said, it was all his their their peers that voted on him, So, uh, hat tip to these guys. Can't wait to see them with that C uh, patch on their jersey. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll talk about it, but hopefully Teron Armstead's out there, right? I don't know about you, Jake, but
1: let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, let's talk about it. We'd love to talk about the queasy meter. Where are we at with this thing? Because, um, you know, he doesn't need to practice, right? He has proven before he doesn't need to practice, doesn't need to do these walkthroughs. But I'm starting to feel a little bit Joe Philbin queasy. I feel like I should shave my hair and just, you know, have that Squidward looking dumb face. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty Joe Philbin queasy. Where are you at with this?
1: So the issue here is Josh, and and I don't want to say it's just a McDaniel thing, but it feels like it's a McDaniel thing where everything's fine and dandy, then all of a sudden someone's on IR just out of nowhere. Shout out uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. as the perfect example for that one.
0: Byron Jones, he made it sound like he was coming back week one, and we yes. have yet to ever see him. A lot, him and Will Fuller, both those guys just got wiped off the planet after.
1: That was so crazy, man, because it was two scenarios where you're like, yeah, they're coming, they're coming. And it just never, ever, ever happened. So there is a level of queasiness here. But at the same time, I think it's worth noting last year. I mean, um, I, I think we've said it enough where till we're blue in the face where Teron Armstead spent a long deal, great deal, most of the season last year dealing with a toe injury. I think I wrote a story, Josh, that in the middle of October was like the first time he practiced in over a month, despite the fact he was still playing in different games. So right there tells me that he doesn't need to practice. But at the same time, man, I'm I'm getting a little queasy because it's never been I'm playing week one. It's always been the goal is the goal is I'm working towards the goal of playing week one. And that type of PR tiptoe dancing around it just kind of scares me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've been here before and just being a negative pessimist offense fan. I feel like going against oh, uh, Bosa, Khalil Mack, you know, you need Teron Armstead out there. Now you're sitting here wondering if he's going to be out there. And and Jake, I've written down here other topics that we want to talk about. Another one has to be the left guard position. I was going to ask you, do you think this could be why? Because they're still not sure if Teron Armstead's going to be out there. You know, then Isaiah Wynn might be at left tackle. You might then have Liam Eikenberg at left guard instead of just coming right out and saying that, um, Isaiah Wynn is going to be your left guard or Eichenberg. I think the depth chart came out like I said, I retweeted it. Don't have it in front of me, but I think Liam Eichenberg is still listed as the starter. their left guard. So, uh, big brain thing there, Jake. Uh, who should be the left guard for the Dolphins? And do you think Teron Armstead's uncertainty has anything to do with why they may not have
1: announced this? Dude, I love that. That is an op- I love the way you think about that there. And so on the surface, yes. Thousand percent, I think you're right. It has something to do with Isaiah Wynn. You'll kick him out to the outside dealing with those edge rushers. However, Liam Eichenberg played 14 snaps this preseason, while Isaiah Wynn was, for the majority of the time, Miami's left guard when the starters were out there. That kind of tells me everything I need to know. The Robbie Chosen thing, there there are some scenarios where uh, sometimes you just got to accept what's in front of you. You got to read the numbers that are right in front of you, and that tells me that Isaiah Wynn's going to be your starting left guard. Let me ask you this, Josh, Isaiah Wynn at left guard, Liam Eichenberg. excuse me, Isaiah Wynn at left tackle, Liam Eichenberg at left guard, or Kendall Lamb at left guard and Isaiah Wynn at left, left. Jesus, I'm a mess, I'm sorry, Kendall Lamb at left tackle and Isaiah Wynn at left guard. So either you have Eichenberg at guard and Wynn at left tackle, or you have Wynn at tackle and Lamb at guard, I would probably want Lamb out there over Eichenberg. I'd say.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, not an offensive line guru by any stretch of the imagination, but I am okay not seeing Eichenberg unless, you know, shit, you know, goes downhill fast. So, ideally, we see Armstead out there. We see Isaiah Wynn at left guard, Connor Williams at center, Robert Hunt, and then I guess Austin Jackson at right tackle. Is that our ideal offensive line at this point? I kind of think so, but, um, yeah, man, I don't want to see Liam Eichenberg out there. So, sign me up for that candle limb, uh, Isaiah Wynn combination. Either way, though, we want Teron Armstead out there, right? I mean, we know he misses games, but we'd much rather have him out there week one against the Chargers. That pass rush, that defense that's hungry to, you know, get going in this and their pursuit of the AFC West while we try to go out there and prove that we belong in the AFC East. Uh, I, we want Teron Armstead out there, not Kendall Lamb. Am I correct?
1: No, you're a thousand percent right. But the key here, too, is that the Dolphins over the last two years have done a good job at bringing in these veterans to just kind of uh, plug some holes on the offensive line. And you hope, I mean, with that Chargers defense, we spoke about it on our previous pod. It can you can just kind of go through and start naming names of a lot of really good players. I mean, you'll start scrolling, all of a sudden, you'll see Eric Kendricks is in the middle of their defense at linebacker, uh, former stud with the, the Minnesota Vikings. So that it's really hard not to focus right in on Joey Bosa, Cleo Mack as the two guys on the edge, but man, I if those are the two guys and you've been scheming all off season to stop these two guys, I think the dolphins are going to have a game plan specifically in place for the chargers. And to me, this depth chart stuff, I, he really feels like, um, I don't like to say this often, but he's going full Belichick in a sense where his, remember his um, uh, injury reports, it'd be a bajillion people questionable. And then the active roster, everybody just played. It was that type of thing. It really feels like the dolphins are doing everything they everything they can to not give you the answer to all the questions.
0: Yeah, that's the Mike McDaniel way, right? I mean, that's just uh, kind of the reason we love him. And at times, you know, when you want the answer, you know, Byron Jones situation for so many weeks, it's kind of a reason you sit there and grind your teeth a little bit. Speaking of Mike McDaniel, um, Jake, I know you saw um, the Manning cast, right? They had auditions for who was going to be their third member. They had these cool uh, different – uh, you know, everyone was there. Tom Brady finished it off, but it was this uh, epic thing where everyone was trying to prove why they belonged to be part of that Monday Manning cast. And Mike McDaniel was on there. What do you say? He was like, you guys all suck as analysts, go F yourself or something like that. And it was just uh, the perfect quote. And we'll be using that a ton this season, right? I mean, anybody that discredits to a time, law I already see people using it for like good morning football and the different outlets. So um, it was just funny to see our coach uh, you know, be so vocal and having fun with it and um you know hopefully mike mcdaniel in year two man he goes out there and exceeds our expectations right i mean that defense kind of held us back a little bit last season they went out there paid vic fangio the big bucks it's time for mike mcdaniel and this team to win uh, you know a meaningful game so uh it was just cool to see him you know go after himself to pay manny and pay Manny's like okay thanks mike
1: does, does that does that clip is it on par with the dan marino effort send it in clip because i mean if mcdaniel has like gets a playoff win we got it listen, I'm not trying to say McDaniel is on par with Dolphins lore is, is Marino, but in terms of just a one-line quit clip, clip, man, I think those two gotta be it. I mean, outside of something from like Ace Ventura, those, those gotta be some of the best one-liners I've ever heard from Dolphins.
0: Yeah. And I think what worries me a little bit is we've been hoodwinked before <laughs> by some of these coaches, but I do think Mike McDaniels the real deal. And, uh, he's just been giving us quote after
1: He's been an absolute stud since he's arrived in Miami, and and it is, too. I, I get some people are getting a little annoyed with the way he talks because there does seem like there's a lot of nonsense in the stuff he says, but it's just kind of rolling with the punches. You don't try to get all the value you can out of each and every quote. I mean, that's not why the coaches are there. Josh, one more thing about this depth chart I want to ask you about. Um, Xavier and Howard, Caterco, who are listed as your two starting cornerbacks, Cam Smith and Eli Apple are both listed. They don't label them second team, but they're listed as second teamers. Who do you think that slot guy is? You have to assume it's either Smith or Apple, just based on this um, depth chart. Who, who do you got as the slot?
0: Yeah, that's interesting, man. I, I think it's gonna—I probably Eli Apple, based on just him being that veteran presence. But I would not be surprised if Cam Smith takes that job over eventually, because um, you know I think we kind of already saw what Eli Apple was, right? I think he's solid as an NFL cornerback, but he's better days are ahead of him I think, so um, I hope Cam Smith can prove that he deserves that spot but I thought maybe they'd lean Cater Kohu there in the slot position because, you know, I thought maybe they'd be practicing day and day night with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard on the outside, Cater Kohu getting those inside reps, but uh, this just shows you how confident they are in his versatility and Um, I'm sure Cater Kohu's up to the challenge. So let's see the way this all plays out. I'll lean with Eli Apple getting that nod in the first game, but I do think uh, sooner than later, Cam Smith's going to be that nickel corner.
1: I don't have uh, enough information about this as I should, but I could even see Apple being your boundary guy and Kohu being just moving into the slot. But when you have two guys out, only two cornerbacks out there, it could be Kohu taking over. Um, Josh, as we start to wrap up here a little bit, I, I got a little announcement here and a shameless plug. I did it. I joined you. I have a blue check mark again. I am officially a subscriber to Twitter. I feel like such a weenie.
0: Yeah, I felt like a weenie too doing it, but you get a post. I mean, I've seen people post like the entire World Cup finals, like a 90 minute <laughs> match and stuff. So uh you can do longer cut ups and things like that. So it is worth it. But when we sat there and you know applied for it and got it for you know the writing that we do and the personalities that we are. It was kind of a prideful thing. Now you just definitely feel like a weenie just signing up for it. Um, Jake, I do have a few more things written down here. You mentioned Robbie Chosen a little bit, oh, now on the practice brilliant. squad. Uh, I have written down Space Power Ranger, perfect guy on the practice squad in case, you know, God forbid something happens to a speedster like Jalen Waddle, uh, Tyree Kill. I mean, Robbie Chosen, I think I-, I become a fan of him. And then Mike White becoming quarterback too. So any thoughts on that? I mean, I think we kind of – teetered a little bit early on and thought maybe Skylar could take that spot. But um, then he came out and just laid an absolute egg. You know, you mentioned weenie earlier, he had a weenie game and Mike White took that spot. So uh, thoughts on Robbie chosen on the practice squad, Mike White quarterback too. And then Devon H. Hayman, Brandon Jones and Jalen Waddle were back at practice. I'm, I'm done for real then.
1: All right, we're going to go one at a time with this. Um, we'll start with Robbie Chosen, I'll tell you right now, I like the idea of having him on the team. It's another veteran presence in the locker room. You're really maximizing your ability with the practice squad in a situation like that. However, I'm telling you right now, he will. if Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, that was me knocking on wood, if they miss any time, Robbie Chosen will be active. And with that, I will tell you right now, everybody's going to take him in fantasy. Everybody's going to use him in DFS. Use River Craycraft. I'm telling you that right now, and you will win the money. That is all I have for that one. Uh, quarterback two. All right. Go ahead, Josh. What do you got for that one?
0: No, no. Go quarterback two because I was just going to ask you. Um, you go quarterback two and then I got a question for you at the end of that.
1: Cool. Quarterback two. I'll admit it. I was drinking some Kool-Aid that probably was heavy, al- heavily alcoholic at a certain point to be saying that Skylar Thompson is a shot at the quarterback two. I'll admit that was some preseason fluff, but I do think he could, have, if he played out of his mind in that third preseason game with Mike White missing time, there could have been a situation where he could have been quarterback two. Uh, but the second he laid that egg, the 5% chance of becoming QB two was zero. So I get it. Mike White, you pay him a lot more money to be that guy, be the second quarterback. Um, I think everyone's just at a certain comfort level when you have Skylar being the three. It's just kind of how everything was said um, back in March. And hey, man, we do this so long throughout the year. Sometimes it's simple. What people said in March is still true come August and September, and that's what we have here with the quarterback situation.
0: Yeah, we know that if something, God forbid, happens to a time of Lula, I'm also knocking on wood. You know the season's probably over. But um, I do want to say before I say this one comment is I was pretty high on Teddy Bridgewater. I think back when I believe it was Tannehill when he got banged up, you know, the Dolphins were looking for a veteran guy to come in here. I was pretty hyped about Teddy Bridgewater. I think he then talked to Bill Parcells and decided to stay a- in New Orleans. So um, what is your – how confident are you in Mike White compared to how you felt about Teddy Bridgewater? Because I said all that, but I was kind of high on Teddy Bridgewater throughout his career, thought he would be a nice backup here in Miami. I was proven wrong. You know, he did not look like he wanted to be here, did not look like he belonged you got to feel more confident when Mike Mike brings to the table, right, Jake? I mean, that's how I am right now, and I do feel like he does give you a better chance to win than say Skylar Thompson based on just what we've seen during game time with the New York Jets and obviously their battle throughout.
1: You, um, When I was in high school, it went, you could either do physics or uh, uh, biology first, and then it was always chemistry second, and then you do the other, physics or biology. Josh, was that similar for you? Was it always chemistry right in the middle? For like as a sophomore year thing,
0: yeah, yeah, but I was bad at all that stuff, so I don't, I don't like talking about it.
1: So that's kind of how I look look at this, right? You're a freshman, you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, you're feeling kind of good, you take physics as like a, a standard level class, and and it stinks, and you're like, oh god, like what am I getting myself into? All of a sudden, chemistry makes a little sense. I think chemistry is going to be Mike White's system, or at least that's what I'm hoping because Teddy Bridgewater. He looked horrified around anything that had to do with the football field in his time in Miami. I don't know if everything just seemed like a different language. Maybe he still had those Bill Parcells doubts, but his skills didn't look great in Miami. He's a very talented player. He's a world-class athlete. I'm not trying to hate. He did not look like an NFL-level quarterback throughout his entire time in Miami. The fact he was kind of listed as a top free agent throughout the offseason was kind of crazy to me, and it makes sense why he lasted this long and had to be number 50 for a little bit. I'm not trying to hate. Great career, awesome dude. Wish he was in Miami for a long time, but I'm just telling you what I saw last year.
0: Yeah, and again, I was always a big fan of Teddy Ridgewater, but while he was on our team, you know, you could not rely on him, and I'd rather not see him out there again for the Dolphins. Another thing I'd written down, okay, I did say Devon Chain back, Brandon Jones back, Jalen Waddle back. I mean, I think we can say, you know, obviously that's confidence level in the running back unit. You know, um, the secondary, Brandon Jones back there, and then Jalen <laughs> Waddle. you know, they kind of just were sitting him to the side, Realizing the day to save him for game day. So I'm stoked on that. And then um, another thing and probably the last thing I have written down here, Jake, but Tyreek Hill, I believe he came out and basically said, you know, he can't put himself in stupid situations like that with that smack heard around the world that we talked about a little bit, but um, that's my thoughts on all that jake give me your thoughts devon a chain back i mean is he going to have an impact as a rookie brandon jones is he that safety that's going to be playing opposite javon holland and then Jalen waddle i mean we can sit here and people can argue about some of the best receivers in football but there's no doubt that he's one of the the top 10 best receivers in football and arguably a wide receiver one despite what some people say
1: yeah so i'm still need to seeing is believing with devon a chain i still think the the Bigger range of results comes with Salvan Ahmed, depending on how long Jeff Wilson's out. Um, Devon A-Chain, I could see 10, 15 plays, a package like that come week one. But outside, I don't think they're going to try to overdo it. We've never seen Miami use rookies um, unless they have to. Someone like Caterco who just thrown into action. That's not something they've really um, done. Brandon Jones, that's awesome. The secondary is finally coming back together. Josh, I think something we should look at early next week is how often the Dolphins use three safeties. So as they're trying to overcome all the injuries at cornerback, I originally thought the Dolphins were going to hide the weakness of linebacker in the ability to have Jalen Ramsey, Javon Holland, two guys who can really um, operate inside the box. But. All of a sudden, I think that safety group is going to be used to kind of hide that cornerback room. I think you're going to see three safeties out a lot there, especially if Brandon Jones is good to go. Man, that's great news. We've been waiting. This was another one of those guys, Nick Needham, Brandon Jones, two more guys that we thought, are they just going to drop onto IR just like casually and there's nothing we can do about it?
0: Yeah, they're back. I think I posted a little bike thing because I love to do that. So, I mean, I'm feeling a little bit confident heading into this game. But, again, Jake, this sucks that week one is the Herbert versus Tua, you know. Um game to decide you know the all-time record between these two guys so oh man it's gonna be a long week right and then we, again we have to wait for all that I do think it's funny now that um we've talked about throughout the podcast different podcasts Raheem Mostert being the RB1 at least the guy that we're kind of targeting fantasy I don't know if you've seen it Jake but a lot of the people that I follow you know the fantasy analysts and guys that write I mean a lot of those articles where it's like week one sleepers there keep showing Raheem Mostert's face and I'm just like Yeah, man, that son of a bitch, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be that dude. So, um, shout out to you and I for thinking that he's going to be that stud. Um,
1: Everyone who listens to every Dolph—I'm going to—I'm tangent. Sorry if you can hear the ice cream truck by me. Every Dolphins fan knew it was Raheem Mostert. I could not—dude, the fact people were—anybody wanted to convince me that Jeff Wilson would be competing for their starting job. You go look at those four games because the most groundbreaking thing in the universe, like human discovered physics when the apple fell on his head— Jeff Wilson, when they were both active, Jeff Wilson outsnapped Raheem Moster. You know what also happened? I think the Dolphins won two of those four games by thirty points, right? If Raheem Moster is going to be out there when you're absolutely killing the Houston Texans. Give me a break. Like there are things when you just say them out loud, when you write them, you think that's kind of stupid. And saying Raheem Moster wasn't the guy, just the guy was all was one of those things.
0: Yeah, I think the Dolphins, they almost lucked out. I don't want to say lucked out because of Jeff Wilson's injury, but now they get to showcase more of Salvin Ahmed, who, again, arguably looked like the best running back in uh, preseason. Last thing, and I don't have written down here, Jake, but Peter King, I think he, I believe it was him. Maybe it was Albert Breer. One of them did their Monday morning thing where they said that um, the Colts are could should still trade um, Jonathan Taylor. So give me your thoughts on that because, again, I think we talked about in a previous pod, but the Dolphins, and I think the Packers are both set to, to make him, um, you know, uh, reset the running back market, or at least it sounded that way, you know, pay him like one of those top tier running backs. So um, is this something that you think the Dolphins might eventually look at because he is on PUP for four weeks? So if you trade for him now, he's still on PUP. And then at that point, he can still learn the playbook, right? And then get caught up if you trade for him in week three, if you see the running back unit as um, an issue. So what are your thoughts on all that? And then uh, we'll talk about Starfield.
1: If you're the Colts and you just look down to your feet, you'll see a floor covered in chili. The mess has already been made. You ain't cleaning that mess up with some towels. You ain't cleaning it up with two weeks of renovations. That chili smell, that chili look ain't going away, and the Colts are stuck dealing with that. I'm in the camp. I think some people are under the impression of, say, an injury happens or come clock striking midnight during the trade deadline. A team might offer more for Jonathan Taylor. I, I severely, severely disagree. Just the contract and everything along those lines that uh, Taylor wanted, those are conversations that would still need to be had, and that's going to happen midseason. You're telling me that? If the Colts decide to trade Jonathan Taylor, it's Urse really doubling down and saying, we don't need you, and them accepting like a minor offer. Because right now, I don't think the offers are going to get any better, and I just think the value is going to go lower and lower until maybe he tries to walk away as a free agent, then the franchise tag comes in, and nobody's happy even longer, which is always fun.
0: Yeah, that's why none of this makes sense, right? I feel like his value is just going to continue to plummet, and I do think that, you know, there's probably a better chance that the deal does eventually get done, because the hard part would probably be, at least you'd think is part of the hard part, I mean, I guess if it wasn't Jim Ursa in charge, is the fact that they do need to give him that new contract, and if both of them were ready to give him up, you know, a pony and break the bank for it, that says a lot about that, so... Uh, maybe we revisit that who knows that's just something i had to throw out there because you know some still think a trade gets done and you know the miami dolphins um they seem more than interested last thing jake had to talk about it with you because i know you're a big xbox guy um, i'm a sony fanboy but i'm starting to sway a little bit here you know hearing you talk about this just kidding i'm sony for life but starfield man big release coming out i believe it's tomorrow i saw people posting different things Tell me how excited you are, because I remember, you know, for Madden games, as crappy as they were, getting hyped up and going to midnight releases where you get those Axe body washes. And I just said, (laughs) I try not to say wash because I say it real messed up. But you know what I mean? The EB Games little uh, goodie bag. How stoked are you
1: for Starfield, man? Tell me how hyped you are. Bro, does anybody need Axe body spray more than the people who are standing in line at EB Games at midnight? Does anybody in the world? because i don't think so
0: i definitely needed it i absolutely (laughs) needed it especially after playing mad against your homies you're just like sweating your butt off
1: dude i'm a huge bethesda guy i love these big open world games fallout skyrim even i go back to mass effect um if you want to go back even farther, man, I don't know if you're a big, big Star Wars nerd, but Knights of the Old Republic, way back when, um, another open dude. That's you can b- play that on an iPad now, so you should go back. I see you shaking your. Head. I'm a
0: sport. I'm a sports gamer, literally. That I'm one of those nerds that just every year just kept getting a new one to like play on in online leagues, and um, you know, just got hoodwinked into basically a roster update. So I love these games. I just never could get into them because, you know, I just maybe it was my attention span, and now with kids, it's so hard.
1: Have, have you seen a lot of Seinfeld episodes? Do you, uh, if I was like, there's an episode where Jerry steals a loaf of marble rye bread from an old lady, and I, got, that I
0: gotta li- go. I gotta go watch Seinfeld. Is that what you're telling me? Like, do I gotta binge watch this? Because I have not seen many Seinfeld episodes.
1: You, you'd appreciate it. But what I'm saying is, um, so Jerry steals this marble rye. And the last episode of the entire show, I'm not spoiling anything. That same lady goes on the stand and sends them to jail, basically. You stole my Marble Rye. You're a bad person. You're going to jail. I just summarized Seinfeld for you. But the cool thing about all these games, man, is you won't realize you took someone's Marble Rye, or maybe you did. That decision is going to impact how someone talks to you 20 missions down the road. It's just so interesting to see how the little butterfly effect. I go back to playing Fallout 3 where there's... um. There was a town ver- full of like zombie humans, and you could choose to go with the regular humans and nuke them, and all the survivors just hate you after that. Or you can decide to be the PR guy, make everyone like you, and then the zombie people will give you some weapons. Anybody who absolutely loves Fallout's gonna murder me because I'm doing such which a bad job. You, which
0: did you do? Did you nuke them? Come oh, on. I've done both.
1: It, it's, such a, it's so early in the game. Man. Which Fallout did you do 3, first,
0: though? Which did you do first? You nuked oh, them. Oh, dude. Dude, the I don't know
1: about this about video games, and, and I'm probably in the. The minority with this, but any game you can either be good or evil in. I'm such a bitch. I'm as good as you. I'm so nice to everyone. I feel so bad if I, I can't be mean to people. I just can't do it. Even if they're uh it's a video game. That's gener- when
0: you're allowed to. That's when it's okay.
1: Just seeing that that computer generated frowny face, it just gets it to me. But man, you never played any of the Fallout's, Mass Effect, nothing like that.
0: Bro. Don't make fun of me. No, I'm, I'm I call myself a gamer. You know, I don't I don't play a ton of games have with that. my PlayStation 5, but I I did I do need to get, you were telling me how Starfield, man, is a freaking, you what? You get have an Xbox and you sign up for Xbox Live or whatever it is and you get it for free? Like, what kind of crap is that, man? That's incredible.
1: I don't want to get myself in trouble here. But yeah, Game Pass, 18 bucks a month, you get Xbox Live and you get a library. It's like when you went to um, Video Studio 12 was our example. You're going to run a video game? This way it's just all free. You just got to wait for it to download. Okay. There is a workaround too, Josh, where instead of paying the $18 a month, whatever it is, if you know someone else who also has an Xbox, I'm not saying I do this or anybody I know does this, but you can do a thing called game sharing where you set your home Xbox as someone else's house. They give you half the money and instantly you both have gold for half the price. I'm not saying I do that, but if you know someone who has an Xbox, boom, you could be paying half price.
0: I think they encourage that though, right? Or am I wrong? I feel like I had um oh, definitely. I share- no. Okay, no. okay, never mind. Though. It's we for won't families talk about who are in oh, not- the same
1: house. It's a workaround no, for
0: I had Xbox One. I had a Halo Xbox One, like, limited edition thing. Me and a buddy also did that, where every game he would get, I would also get, and we would share that way. So, um, yes, I feel like no, you're right. Yeah, and then, I, then you need to do it. And I gotta ask you, I haven't looked up a ton of Starfield because, again, uh, PlayStation stand until the day I die, regardless of what you're trying to say, but is this, like, a game where you're just, I mean, A, is there online play, and then B, are you basically, like, traveling all over the entire freaking universe, like, meeting new, like, planets and Characters at each stop.
1: Yeah, that's kind of my issue. I think it's we've reached a point where the challenge is to get bigger and better. I think this might be a game where it's just too big. You know what I mean? Where you're going to be doing so many things and it's going to kind of maybe get a little repetitive. I know there's a lot of like auto generated stuff, but yeah, man, there's only so much you can do for in a game before it starts feeling repetitive, no matter how big it is. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, man. Have you seen hey. your Turtles move
1: Oh, no, but you were saying it was pretty good though, right?
0: Yeah, it was really good. We took the the girls. I, I don't know if it's just because I show them one trailer, but my daughter got my oldest daughter got super hyped about it. So we went uh to the movie theater and then our um we'll just call him our uncle, the girl's uncle then went and he has like a plex thing where he downloaded like the Barbie movie, the new Turtles movie. So we're we've been watching that, but yeah, dude, it's it's one of the better turtle movies. And that's coming from a guy that's been a turtle stan uh since I used to poop my diapers.
1: Here's a here's a little tangent. Did you see the Buzz Lightyear movie? Did you watch that?
0: Yeah, and I, I mean I don't know how I felt about that. I I was indifferent about that movie.
1: The whole Zerg um background and and story, I won't spoil it, but the whole background around Zerg and his story that 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 annoyed me. That was very sick. We need to go back. Let's keep things simple. Why can't we just have cool-looking bad guys? Darth Vader was just a cool-looking... Sonic the Hedgehog had that the big, fat, red guy, Evil Santa, who was pretty cool. Why, why can't we just go back to having cool, bad guys where there's got to be some crazy story that makes things as ridiculous? Either way, that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. Thank you all so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the Dolphins content. We're going to try to nerd out a little bit more at the end of episodes. So thanks for tuning in for that too. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to another Dolphins podcast. And most importantly, fins up.
0: Fins up.